You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes Aaron here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in the West Room, alongside from the Washita Citizen, Jake Bart. What up, Jake? Team No Sleep. What's up? Oh, nice. Hey, I want to remind everyone out there, if we sound staticky, if we're not coming in great, you can always download the Red Peach app and tune in to us there. It is it is clear on there. Uh, some work being done today. Hopefully uh, everything will get fixed and we'll be sounding even better come tomorrow. Station may be running at low power, but Jake Martin is running at full throttle, high powered. He is fired up. He is revved up, revved up and ready to go. We have plenty to talk about over the next two hours. Listen, I'm upset this morning. Oh, nice. You know more than anybody how much I like the NBA, how much I love to talk about the NBA in fact, you know, you have to kind of put a muzzle on me during the season because you're like, nobody cares about it during the season. Wait till Good the playoffs. Point. Good point. And then the playoffs, I get to talk about it at length. Yesterday was a dark day for me. And I'm trying not to be dramatic here. It's so you think it'll be a dark day in NBA? Yes. It's gonna, this is going to sound overly dramatic, but I honestly feel this way. And after hearing from a lot of my buddies who are hardcore NBA fans as well. I know I'm not alone on this, and I'm I'm anxious to see read the text today because I feel like a lot of people are feeling the same this morning. As you know, or should know, Demarcus Cousins signed a five million dollar deal to join the Golden State Warriors. So he basically got like five hundred thousand since he's got to go live in San Francisco. <laughs> Cost of living, basically. <laughs> He's got a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll take care of that. So, let me backtrack, Aaron. Uh, I didn't get to come on yesterday. I would have loved to have been on because the LeBron news broke. I had so many thoughts about that. To sum it up, I thought that was great for the league, him going to Los Angeles because – And then who was going to follow him, perhaps like Rondo and others, and they'd put a, a lineup together with him. They could be able to compete head-to-head against the Golden State Warriors. And even if they don't, Aaron, what he had – like, let's say they would have kept everybody intact, and obviously they didn't because the Pelicans ended up getting Julius Randle. More on that later. But let's just say, like, they did keep everybody intact. That squad is a much better squad with LeBron than what the Cavs had with LeBron last year. So he's already a step up in competing with the Golden State. Now, this is why it was better for the NBA. In the East and West, I could make an argument that you had three teams on each side that could compete for a championship. Now, of course, Golden State is a, would, would have been above Los Angeles and Houston still. And on the other side, I would have put Boston ahead of Philadelphia and Toronto. That said, you can still make the argument that, hey, These are going to be two fun races in the playoffs, and I was getting amped up for it. I was excited. I was like, finally, because the past couple of years just felt like, all right, let's just fast forward to Warriors and um, the Cavaliers, and and that gets tiring. Then the news breaks that Cousins is going to to the Warriors, and Aaron, I, I was so upset because 
you literally have an all-star team now. These are five all-stars in your starting lineup. And I'll go as far as to argue that we've never seen this before in sports. And I hear you baseball fans. I understand what the Yankees have done. And I actually, I was trying, we were looking up before the show, I was looking up, you and I were looking up some of the, the, the starting lineups that the Yankees have had, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. I think the 2004 roster on paper is probably the most stacked when you look at, you know, uh, Tony Clark, Jorge Posada, Derek Jeter, A-Rod, Hideki Matsui, Bernie Williams, Gary Sheffield. It was stuff like that that baseball fans just absolutely hated because the Yankees would go out and buy it. Thankfully, that philosophy was proved wrong. And they've since changed that philosophy. Now, that said, this is worse because you have a guy in Boogie who accepted $5 million. Okay, let's stop there, though. Then others would say, well, he's sacrificing his paycheck for the opportunity to go get a ring and to play and be a part of a winner. Don't we always talk about what are you willing to be to be a part of a championship squad? We can also get to the point, well, he didn't have a lot of options still out there at that point. And then we're getting into whether or not the Pels actually wanted him or perhaps the money just was too great. Then that leads into the question also. You're talking about an injured player. Will he be close to the same player that he was before, before the Achilles tendon? I don't. And, 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 you know, I'll make this argument. They swapped JaVale McGee for DeMarcus Cousins. I don't care if he's 50% or not. That's still an upgrade. Okay, now let's let's backtrack for a second here. But they knew they were going to get Julius Randle, so they knew they were getting a, a younger player. You're talking about the Pelicans. Yes, getting a player at 23, yeah. 24. Well, that's different. I'll get to the Pelicans in a minute. I'm still on the Warriors. I'm still upset. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Okay, uh, let, let not you bet how pissed off you are. I have Go. not ranted enough okay. yet. I blame this new generation for this your generation (laughs) these new generation of players who take the phrase if you can't beat them join them they take that literally you're why like why not go play with lebron do everything you can to go play with lebron and face the warriors and make this even more intriguing but did the lakers were even in the running did they even have an offer on the table of course and it's and it's Oh, it makes me so mad. But let me say this, Aaron. Players that will make three times as much as Cousins next year. Are you ready for this? Timothy Mozgov, Bismack Biombo, Evan Turner, Luol Ding, Tyler Johnson, Ryan Anderson. Oh, by the way, Serge Ibaka will make four times as much as DeMarcus Mm -hmm. Cousins next year. Uh, It's so frustrating to me just because when you see – I love the NBA product, but why should I watch? Why should I watch? And don't get me wrong. This isn't me saying, oh, this is the end of the NBA. In fact, on the contrary, the ratings are probably really good. I mean, we've seen that with super teams. Super teams bring ratings. You know, you might have to wait till the conference finals or the finals for those ratings. But up until then, it's the same thing as we've had the last couple of years where it was like, all right, let's fast forward to the Warriors and Cavs. Now it's, well, let's just fast forward to where the Warriors are holding the trophy because nobody can compete with this team on paper. Hmm. And it'll be fun to see LeBron get, you know, try it, and it'll be fun to see Houston go after him again. I mean, they, were, they were very close, but DeMarcus Cousins, the addition of him, how does that impact that? you got to think that that sways things even more in the favor of the Warriors. 
If you're in Cousins' family or a big fan of his, you certainly hope that he is close to 100% because he's rolling the dice here too, though, for just that $5 million a year. What happens if it does not work out or he's not the same player that he has been? What kind of market value will he have after this one-year deal expires with Golden State? You don't care. I don't care. I'm done with it. And it's not like one of those things where I'm salty because I'm a Pelicans fan and I'm like, oh, we lost Cousins. No, I figured the Pelicans were going to lose Cousins. I'm upset that he went and played. He chose the Warriors over other teams. This guy could have named his price. He could have went anywhere he wanted to. And instead, he went to play with. The that was my point, though. I don't think there was that big of a market out there eventually because the, the market was kind of drying up. And there were not that many teams interested in Dude, at that price point for what they were getting. He, could, he, he obviously will take a pay cut. Yeah. <laughs> he just proved that. I think that's where you need to go now with the conversation. So why did it come to this? And why Cousins is not still with New Orleans and the Pelicans? And then, of course, the debate. How this thing unfolded. Was there an offer made to Cousins? And if there wasn't, why not? There might not have been an official offer, but by all reports, it sounded like they did meet at one time. They kind of vetted the situation. They, they knew where both sides stood, and eventually New Orleans figured it wasn't worth the risk or that kind of money for Cousins. He wanted to go play with the Warriors. He wanted the easy way, easy path to a ring, okay? Let's call it like we see it. Now, as far as the Pelicans go, I loved the addition of Julius Randle. I was fired up because that news broke before the Cousins news broke. And I'm sitting here thinking in my head, Okay, yeah, they lost Rondo, and I think that's a big deal simply because are you going to force Drew Holiday back into that point guard role, which we have saw that he's just so much better, so much more effective as the two instead of the one. So that that's still worrisome, but I was sitting there thinking about, you know, Miritich, Davis, Randall. That's a heck of a front court. I really like that front court, and, and plus, you know, if Drew can continue, if maybe they can get, you know, Alfred Payton will get in there. Maybe they can get another guard uh, that they could allow Drew to play that too a little bit more. So I was getting excited. I, I wasn't thinking they were going to go out there and challenge the Warriors, but I was like, yeah, maybe they can build on last year's success. Then when the Cousins news broke, I said, what's the point? Mm. What is the point? Why should I get excited about the Pelicans? We know it's like reading. Why would you read a lengthy novel when you know the ending to the mm. book? Why Why go through – why not just tune in when it's about to end since you know what the ending is? Can I remind you this during uh, the regular season yes. of the NBA? Yes, uh, please do because I'm going to be down on it for a while. Uh, uh, Randall, they did get a young player. What is he, 23, turns 24 in November, coming off a season where he averaged a career-high 16 points, eight rebounds. Uh, really had a nice year for the Lakers, but he could see the writing on the wall in L.A., and basically went to them and said, hey, you can move me or you can get rid of me. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Yeah. I don't want a diminished role. Right. And I like I like Randall a lot. I like his game a lot. I thought he really came on last year. He had his uh, career year. And like I said, he's 23 years old, 16 points per game, eight rebounds per game. I love what he was doing. And I thought when I was looking at the, at the Lakers and what they, what they had as far as assets go, because we were looking at what they could offer for Kawhi, I viewed Randall as one of their best assets. Mm. And so for the for the Pelicans to just straight up get him, again, I was on cloud nine. I was super excited up until the news that Cousins signed. And then you see, I mean, go on, go on social media. People, people overreact to a lot of things. I don't think this is an overreaction. Like, the, it, this is insane. This is worse 
than those Yankees all-star teams, which we all used to complain about. This is worse in my book because you've got a team that's that's continuously won championships, and they're only and they're adding another all-star. And he and he's st- I know he got injured, but I still consider him to be in his prime. If he can be, you know, seventy percent of what he has been, that's a heck of an upgrade from Javale McGee. Mm. I'm sorry, but this is this is going to be a runaway. For, All right, for the, the roller coaster the ride. Rondo leaves. You're down. Continue to be down. Randall, you're up. You're back Fired up. Fired up. And then, of course, the news when Cousins goes to the Warriors, you're back down the cliff. Yeah, and you can go back further. When LeBron left and went to Los Angeles, I was up. Mm. I was excited about the NBA. I was like, man, this is going to be really, really fun. We're going to see – we have a, we have an opportunity to see, you know, between the Lakers, Houston, and Golden State, a lot of great matchups. And you still do. A lot of great matchups in the Western Conference – Meanwhile, the the Eastern Conference will you get to see Toronto without facing LeBron. What can they do without having to face LeBron? And you get to see Boston. What are they going to look like when they're fully healthy under Brad Stevens? I'm excited about that. Plus Philadelphia, they're trying they're still trying to get Kawhi Leonard. If they're able to add Kawhi, I mean, imagine the possibilities there. So it's a lot to be excited about. But when the Warriors add Demarcus Cousins, kind of throws all that out the win- out the window. I'm very upset this morning because I'm a big NBA fan. When Dale Demps does meet with the media, how do you think this conversation in terms of how the Pels and this thing played out with him? I don't know. I mean, you know Dale Demps is going to say what he says. Um, what more can you say? I mean, at the end of the day, it's the player's decision. He wanted to go play with the Warriors. He wanted to go join the All-Star team. So be it. I, I don't actually think that may have been what happened, though. I think he may have wanted to stay in New Orleans, and then the money was not there, and he didn't see the commitment that he wanted he to take in a terms, pay cut in to terms of financially. Him. So he's like, all right, well, you know how athletes are, or any of us are. You feel he like goes. you've been wrong. Well, you know what? Well, screw y'all. I'm going to go play with these other guys. I'm going to go win a championship, and then I'll go make my cash after a year. Well, that speaks to the character of him anyway. I just think it's – you know, Boogie, I viewed Boogie in a different light. I thought he was one of those, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of tougher exterior guys, one of the, almost an old school, not really an old school player, but sort of close to an old school player. For him to join the Warriors, I, I just can't view him in that light anymore. And it's it's a disappointment. It really is. I thought he was, uh, well, I don't want to say OG, but like I thought he was one of those old school guys and he proved us all wrong. I'm upset. It's not a good morning. 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline. Slash I know you're loving line. this because you, you, you don't care about the NBA. You're just like, whatever. This is great. We get something I think to talk the NFL is getting screwed. That's all I think. The NBA steals headlines during the offseason. Somebody really needs to go get arrested today or tonight. <laughs> <laughs> NFL needs to be back in the spotlight. Dude. I know. <laughs> Let's see what Jameis can do. Jameis, you're up. Uh, we'll talk a lot of NBA throughout the show, but you can hit us up at 888-993-7762. we got other headlines coming up in the next segment. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Pen Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, you're probably at about an 8 
super fired up. Yeah. Uh, Gus will probably be around at 9, 9, and a half. I can't wait to hear Gus's thoughts because I, I have a feeling he'll he'll share my sentiments on this. <laughs> it's it's such a good product, man. All right, so this is, should be our over and under bet today with Gus. Yeah, let's bet. What, one question about, of course, how this one unfolded. How long will he go until the first break? Or the second question, the follow-up question. Over, <laughs> under. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> Are you? Do you have the guts to go under? Seven minutes is a long time. I think he's going to be fired up. You know how Gus gets, man. Legitimately, I say three and a half. Three and a half. That's still pretty lengthy. I know. Oh, I <laughs> uh, you go, give me three and a half, I go over. And we'll set the time. over and under at three and a half. All right, I'm over. And we cannot tip him off beforehand. Who's running the stopwatch? <laughs> I will. I will time it. Anybody got under? <laughs> 830. Uh, Jeff Guerrero will join us. Of course, uh, the power agent from our area. Exciting times ahead for them. Of course, the NFL season right around the corner. And Justin Jellybean Ellis holding his annual camp on Friday or Saturday out at Neville. Should be yeah. another star-studded affair. Yeah. Do we have uh, the list of attendees yet? No, but we have Jeff coming on at 8.30. <laughs> we could ask him. He probably doesn't know yet either. Well, that's even better. <laughs> uh, and your calls, your texts. I want to talk some World Cup coming up after the break. Oh, we'll see how that, fired up. Now you sc- get to talk on about On a scale sports. of 1 to 10, where Jake registers on that. Yeah, there we go. I'm off the radar. <laughs> the Morning Drive is back after this. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. The newest lawn equipment pro center in the area is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power in Monroe is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with Cub Cadets. Over 100 mowers on the ground ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. We're going to be off tomorrow, of course, for the 4th of July. These uh, four-day weeks are pretty nice. I asked Jake this. uh, What's better, have a day off in the middle of the week like a Wednesday or a three-day weekend? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Uh, I, I, I have like to a go. halftime and you get the wink. Thing. Yeah, like, that's uh, nice. You get but refocused. I, and honestly, a lot of times, you know, Wednesday, especially during the football season, you know, Monday you've got so much to talk about mm-hmm. over the weekend, and then Friday you get the preview, all mm-hmm. the stuff. So Wednesdays actually work out nicer. But come on, how can you say no to a three-day week? I know. Tommy says Pels are better off without him. More flash than production and frees up salary for needed guard play. Plus, it's business. Man wants to win big. This isn't high school basketball. Yeah, but isn't there something to be said about having pride and wanting to challenge the guys, wanting to go and wanting to join? I get joining someone. You can't win a championship alone, okay? We've established this in the NBA. You need some resemblance of a super team. Don't join the super team. Form another super team and play against that super team. But haven't you worked for an employer where you felt like, man, he doesn't have my back. They don't respect what I do. So when I get an opportunity, I don't care what it costs. I'm bolting. I'm leaving these people. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 To put it short, yes, I've been there. Um, We all have. But – and, and then you get an opportunity to go with a have, championship team, dude. I don't have any issue with them leaving. Oh. I accept. I like. I was expecting that. I have an issue with them joining the Warriors, join the Lakers for that same price. You can compete with LeBron if if the Warriors, without Boogie, go up against a LeBron team with Lonzo Ball. Make fun of Lonzo all you want, but he is very good at distributing the basketball. We saw a lot of progression last year. In his rookie year, of course, if you if you only saw the first, you know, quarter of the season, you'll you'll be skeptical of hearing that. But if you watched him kind of progress as the season went, he's a good player. All the Levar Ball stuff in mind, he's still a good player. That said, Lonzo, LeBron, you added a guy like Rondo who has that playoff experience. We saw what that playoff Rondo is a true thing. Uh, Javale McGee, no, but uh, Kyle Kuzma, you know, Brandon Ingram. So, for the sake of the association, you need to be at the Lakers. So, Silver should have stepped in and said, hey, we need this for the league. Yeah. And, see, a lot of people bringing up that David Stern did this years ago, but that was with the trade. Talking about Chris Paul with, with the – and New Orleans, you know, the NBA had some sort of uh, ownership with, the, with, with New Orleans. It was a very weird situation. Um, that said, I, I just think the fact that – you know, you can't allow this to happen. And you got a lot of people calling for Adam Silver's head this morning because of that. It's an outrage. What is an outrage is over the weekend you did not even sample or give a taste to the World Cup. And what you missed was just some incredible drama. Did I? Incredible drama. I'm sure, yeah. So as many times as we corresponded back and forth with a text or two, you refused to flip over there and watch any penalty kicks or how this unfolded this week. I was busy, man. Had a lot going on. The yard? You had to dust? Had to had to uh, feed the baby. <laughs> Eating all the entire afternoon? No. Okay. I, I, I'm, I did flip over when you were texting me. Uh-huh. I did flip over for a second, but by the time I flipped over, I can't remember what the game was. It was it ended up being like four to two. Argentina and France. Yes, it was like four to two, so the drama was kind of already gone. Mm. Uh, so I missed the high point of that game. All right, Tabor, are you ready for World Cup update? <laughs> 
All right, so yesterday, we thought the drama was over, right, Tabor, as uh, Japan got off to a big lead, correct? And then uh, things changed quickly. Well, Belgium had a comeback of historic proportions. Yeah. Down 2-0. Belgium comes back, and they come back in a big way. Well, they got two goals there, I guess, further in the second half, and then they got the winning goal and an incredible counterattack there. Literally, I guess, the last possession, of, you know, wasn't technically because they did kick it off from mid, but the, the, the counter and the passing building up and then the cross and then Lukaku just kind of with the fake touch and lets it go by to the guy trailing behind him and bangs it in. It was it was pretty incredible. I think they said it was the first team to erase a 2 nothing deficit for a win since 1970 so put it in perspective we need to let you just go and watch the highlights of this match i mean there were some plays in there that were uh a breathtaking breathtaking yeah tabor wouldn't you agree that header how far away was that header which one (laughs) yeah but the the second one one on the left side the yeah the the one of fellaini was just just, they laid it right up there and and you, you can almost See, you're watching the ball come into the box, and you see this big old sprawling. You know, granted, if Fellaini was grew up in America, he'd probably play basketball. But you know, a six-five, six-six guy just soar up and bang it in. You're like, okay, that's that's why they put that guy in there. And it was, I mean, it, it's world class. It's the World Cup. You you expect the the best play from the best players, and it was crazy because Japan jumped out to the two nothing lead and. Japan was a huge underdog. I thought we were going to have another major upset, and you kept hearing the announcers, and especially Stuart Holden, saying, hey, you know, don't count Belgium out. They, the, 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 the class and the amount of talent they have, they're, they're going to make a run. And sure enough, they did. when they tied it up, I thought, oh, boy. And, then, and you know, I thought, well, maybe this will at least go into the extra 30, and they'll get another goal in extra time. But that, that, that counter and goal with – Literally, with the last 15 seconds of of extra time, it was. Uh, they'll talk about that match in both countries for years to come. The other match, of course, is highly anticipated: Brazil versus Mexico. Brazil takes care of business two nothing. I was just Brazil looked like Brazil. They were technically sound. Their their defense, you know, the the, the offense was there. Neymar had a goal and an assist to Bobby Firmino. But their defense has just been so technically locked down. And I think Mexico had one, maybe two decent shots on goal the entire match. And I mean, Brazil's going to be tough to beat. That, that, ma- that match coming up Friday with Belgium is, you got to watch it. It's must watch. Jake, uh, you're not watching the highlights. Jake. You click on it during this. Oh, no, I was enjoying this conversation. <laughs> Uh, today, what, uh, England, I guess they're the team we should check out today. You got England and Columbia playing this afternoon at 1 o'clock, and that's the final game of the round of 16. I think this morning is Sweden and Switzerland coming on here at, at 9. So, uh, the, the England-Columbia is the sexier matchup, but, you know, the, all these teams are there for a reason. and One game's not any less important than the other going forward. So, There is your World Cup update. Well done, John. Aaron, I'm going to give you props. You have actually opened up your mind, and you seem to have gotten on board with the World Cup. 
is the world's game. Here, here's my my thing. I so if I tuned in, like, good for you. You're actually watching the games and you're trying to be a part of it. Good for you. And you're, thank you. You admit that you're uh, not. You're kind of ignorant to the sport. Very ignorant. Okay, that's good. Not kind of. <laughs> that's good. Uh, in my case, I feel like I, I just like to be upfront about it that I don't watch it because if if someone tuned in, like if I tuned in to two guys, I think to, they realize that I don't know squat. I mean, there's no no. No, I, I know, but I'm saying like at least you're not like trying to act like like Tabor actually knows this stuff. Yeah. If Tabor were to listen to you and I pretend to break this down, mm-hmm. I think that would anger him. Just like it would anger me if I heard two guys pretending to know something. Mm-hmm. I'm just what, the thing you love about college football is just the passion and, and the pageantry. Yeah, I get and that. They, th- this is what it has. I man. know. I get it. I mean, it has better cutaways of the fans than but actually Auburn, Alabama has. But Aaron, that's not all I love about college football. But it's a part of it, though. It is a part of it. I w- I just kind of wish they'd just leave the camera on the stands. <laughs> what does that, what or does no that say screen. about the product? No, or, no not, not. That's so, an so maybe uh, just a fourth, just a little picture of just fans. <laughs> I get that, and, and it's an attractive piece of this game. I just, the game just doesn't resonate with me like football does. I, I agree some point with the game, but, I mean, there are some things going on, that, and – as you watch it just develop and play, I mean, there's parts you're like, man, this is so boring. And then all of a sudden you see a little bit of a, a breakaway or some kind of passing lane. And, and then you start to appreciate how they're doing this with their feet. And then you start looking at the field and you're like, they're literally passing this ball down the field 25, 30 yards on the mark with their feet. It's easy to appreciate. Is it exciting to watch? Uh, that penalty kicks thing was as good as it gets. Yeah, and this is all about taste. I mean, there, I'm sure a lot of people listening are going, yeah, it's exciting to watch. I say as good as it gets. It's in the middle of the summer, too. <laughs> and I've been losing Would in you? horse racing, too. So <laughs> Now, if I was winning, now the truth if I was winning yeah, maybe, you know, oh, it'd be a brother. different story. Uh, Houston Astros update. I believe they were off yesterday. They'll start their series with uh, Texas. Uh, there was some good news for former LSU Tiger Alex Bregman. Yeah, Bregman, AL Player of the Month. He had 11 home runs and 30 RBI. He is the third player in Astros history to do that in a month. Very, very um, interesting. We also had some other news uh, locally. Travis Money. Yeah, he's playing for the Bahama national team, playing with uh, some literally grown men down there. Yeah. He's holding his own. He's playing like a grown man. He had 19 points and eight rebounds, was plus 24 on the floor the other day. So, Travis Money's. Turning some heads. Buddy Hield is on that team. Yeah. I think he outscored him. Yeah. Good for Travis. I don't want to get expectations up too high for this yeah, in basketball team. It continues to grow. Yeah. It continues to grow. 888-993-7762. Let's take a timeout on the morning drive on Sports Talk 97.7. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. 
Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. I'm a one-trick pony, literally. I show up at kids' parties and act cute. That's pretty much it. So excuse me for being bitter when Geico says not only could we save you money on car insurance, but we do more, like give you 24-7 access online, over the phone, or even via our award-winning mobile app. Well, ooh-la-la, aren't they multi-talented? <laughs> hey, I said organic carrots. <laughs> Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Introducing the new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. The only bed smart enough to sense your movement and automatically adjust to both of you to help you stay effortlessly comfortable all night. It's even designed to help with this. Much better. Does your bed do that? It's our 4th of July sale. Right now, save up to $500 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. Plus, 4th of July special financing. And Sunday. To find a store near you, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. Man, I thought you were cranky this morning. Then we get this text. Yeah, so uh, Matt sends us, give me a 0-0 draw in group stage of the World Cup over watching ULM or Tech football any day. Man, where does that shade come from? I, I think... I don't think it's necessarily shade for him because he's always been a, a big world. He's kind of tried to get me on the World Cup. You're not the first person to try to get me into soccer, Aaron. But I feel like that is just more of a just a kind of a shot. Yes. Well, that's like hitting ULM and Louisiana Tech football in the kneecaps. Yeah, I, I you know I extremely disagree with this, but um, and, and I'll, I'll say this: I can understand liking something. That not everyone that that's not super popular in our current region. For instance, I'm a big MMA UFC guy. Y'all, you all know this. I have to limit myself talking about it. If I, I could come on here and talk about it every day, that's how much I like it. But I don't because I understand like people. It's it's kind of a niche thing. I still view the World Cup as a niche thing, especially in the South. I understand its popularity globally. But I just view it in our region as a niche thing. Mm. Is, am I wrong in that? Is are more people into it than I'm giving credit for? Because we, because honestly, Aaron, we don't get a ton of text about opinions on the World Cup, <laughs> do we? Like, hey, what about Argentina? Or did you see what happened to Germany? So, would you watch the World Cup over this morning? I see LeBron's uh, big thing on the skyscraper there in Cleveland's coming down. One TV station is live streaming it as it comes down. Would I watch that? The huge banner. <laughs> I would watch the World Cup over that. Okay. Yes. That's good. Uh, we had an opportunity to catch up with uh, Broderick Fobbs. It has been a eventful off season for him, to say the least. He has a new deal. He continues to get the Grambling Tigers ready to make another run at a SWAC championship. Here's our interview with Broderick Fobbs. 
Grambling head coach Broderick Fobbs. Coach Fobbs, how are you doing this morning, bud? Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good. Congratulations. Of course, you signed a contract extension with the Grambling Tigers that runs through 2022. Signed, sealed, and delivered yesterday. You had a little bit of a signing party over at Grambling. First of all, how nice was it to kind of put this behind you and now get focused on the upcoming year? Well, it's it's definitely you know uh, uh, you know refreshing to get this behind me. You know, when you look at the fact that you know you're responsible for a family, a wife, and two kids. So, you know, to have that solidified for at least the next four years is is always you know big. You know, and and it really gives you an opportunity to now focus on what's important. You know, secondly, which is you know making sure that you put a good product on the field so that you can continue to have the success that you've had. A nice raise, but a majority of it, a good portion of it coming from the GSU Foundation. They dig into their piggy bank to make this happen. What does this say about the commitment by the foundation and, of course, the university for the football program? Well, I think it, it speaks volumes to our coaches and our players, and it, and it definitely speaks directly to them to, to let them know that they appreciate, you know, what, uh, what we've been able to accomplish thus far. Um, you know, they're also – you know, making sure that our coaches are taken care of and a little bit more comfortable uh, and also making things a little more comfortable for our players with the addition of, of facility upgrades and things of that nature. So, um, you know, we're moving the needle. And like our president says, you know, all we want to do is just move it a little bit, you know, every day, you know, and when we look back, you know, hopefully we will, we will have moved it pretty far. So we're excited about the future and what we've been able to accomplish. Broderick, it feels like it was just yesterday that you were named as the head coach at Grambling. Now you're going on year five. What's the thing that you're most proud of, of what you guys have accomplished so far with the Tigers? Well, I think the thing that's probably probably uh, most impressive for me is uh, we've been able to uh, instill a certain mindset in young people. Um, you know, when you've been coaching, you know, for 20-plus years, you know, uh, there's different, you know, uh, types of kids that you come across. And the thing, the thing that I'm probably more appreciative of is, you know, being able to instill, you know, discipline in young people. And then they want to uh, be disciplined, but then also, uh, you know, give them the experiences that they've been able to experience, you know, going to different monuments and historical landmarks to see different things, you know. And, and that's something that they probably will never see. So, to give them those opportunities has been big for me, and it's something that, you know, I know that they will cherish, you know, a lifetime. 39-11 and 11 so far as the Grambling head coach. You have won 25 straight conference games. Was there a turning point in turning this program around? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, you know I believe it happens in phases. Uh, you know, the first thing, you know, we had to develop trust amongst each other when I first met them. You know, they had gone through – uh, three interim situations where, you know, they didn't know if the next person was going to be here. So they had to know that, you know, that I was here for them and that I cared about them firstly. Uh, and that was the first thing that they had to know. And, you know, when they were comfortable with that, uh, then it was a matter of getting them off the ground and getting them to compete, you know, because they had to learn how to compete. And, and uh, once we learned how to compete, uh, then we had to learn how to win. And, uh, and then once we learned how to win, then we had to learn how to uh, how to continue to win and stay on top. So that's where we are at this particular time is remaining that hunger uh, and also not only remaining hungry, but also uh, trying to push the needle to, to be at a different place, you know, because your opponent is gunning for where you were at, 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 at that particular time last year. So we don't want to be in that same place. Uh, 
be somewhere else. So our opponent will be gunning for something where we're not. And being the hunted, that is the norm at Grambling. I mean, that's what the tradition has been. As everybody's, you got a huge target on your back. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, Grambling has always been a successful program. Uh, Coach Robinson started that a long time ago, and uh, and his blueprint still works. You know, and and there's nothing wrong with being the hunted. Um, you know, but you know, our goal is to make sure that we uh, are as aggressive and and bringing the same fuel to the fire uh, when we play our opponents. Coach Fobbs, uh, the Grambling brand and, of course, uh, the family is very strong. But I remember when you took over, I mean, it's easy to say it was splintered at that time. How were you able to get the different factions of Grambling to come together and kind of bring everybody together under one roof? Well, I think the whole key is to just try to treat people the right way. Uh, You know, there's going to always be naysayers and, and those that don't agree with the things that you try to accomplish and try to instill. Uh, but you just try to do things the right way and be fair to everyone. Um, I don't think for for uh, for for a minute that we're we're there. Uh, of course, our brand is is all the way out there, uh, but our business has to continue to grow and get to that particular point. Uh, and I think that we're doing that. I think that we're doing the necessary things in place and putting the necessary things in place in order to to bring our business to the level of our brand. And, uh, and when that happens, I think, you know, that's when you have something. So, uh, so that's our focus is to, is to try to continue to grow this thing, continue to make ourselves healthy uh, financially, and, and continue to grow uh, the way that it should be. Major steps, of course, to Robinson Stadium, what you did with the scoreboard, the turf. What's the next thing on your agenda that you want to see accomplished with this football program? Well, we, we have completed, you know, plans, you know, for our, our entire new facility. And, and my whole goal was to get the entire vision on paper uh, because I believe that's important to see the entire vision and then now go back and piecemeal how we're planning on putting it together. So we do have the whole vision completed. Uh, we're in the process of, of getting the virtual tours and things of that done. And uh, and then the next phase is to, is to uh, you know, go out and, and, uh, and, and solidify private uh, dollars in order to, uh, to, to make that thing happen and, and, and make it go forth. So uh, we're excited about what we're able to do. We're excited about, um, you know, uh, uh, the future. And uh, we believe that the future is bright. And, you know, once we are able to, uh, to knock down this hurdle, I believe that the sky's the limit because I think we'll be able to get players from everywhere. I, you know, my thing is if you're able to get them when, when there's nothing there, uh, then, you know, you definitely should have the confidence to get them when, you know, you have, you know, all the necessary things in place. Roderick, you've landed some uh, high-profile uh, transfers and, and kids from uh, Power 5 schools. How do you vet a situation, figure out whether or not it's going to work well for him coming to Grambling? Well, you know, we try to stick to the guys that we we have recruited and the guys that we know and, uh, you know, character-wise, the type of guys that, that we want in our program. Uh, we don't just take any any transfers. And, um, you know, I believe that's important because it can be a detriment to your program. So for us, the focus is, uh, one, is this guy the type of player that we want in our program? Secondly, is he going to buy into our program? Or is he trying to bring his own show to our, our show? So uh, we, want, we want guys that have an unselfish mentality. Uh, but also want to be team players and want to be a part. Uh, I think the thing that's amazing, you know, about a lot of our young young players that have transferred from various institutions 
they have transferred without, you know, uh, seeking a scholarship. So there's several guys that are high-profile names that just want to be a part of our program and are willing to come and, and, and earn a scholarship instead of having it in place. So I think that speaks more to the sale of our coaches and our players and what we do offensively and defensively because those things are what sells your program. Roderick Slack Media Days, I think just over a month away. Let me get you warmed up. This will be the number one question. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> How do you replace Devontae Kincaid and Martez Carter? <laughs> well, that's kind of like trying to replace Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know for a fact if we can replace them. I think, you know, I think you make a mistake when you try to replace when you try to replace guys of that such. I think the thing that you have to do is you have to find a different way of getting the same results done. And I think that's what we've been able to, to do offensively. Um, I, I think you won't, now you won't see as much pressure on our quarterback uh, to make all of the plays um, uh, because Devontae, you know, was responsible for really, really being perfect all the time. And for the most part, he was. Um, so, you know, I think we'll be a little bit different. It'll be more of a team-type situation where, the ball will be more spread around. Uh, you'll see the ball into some backs hands and some screens and things of that nature to kind of make it a little bit more uh, uh, easy for our quarterback. Uh, so there'll be various things that we'll do to take the pressure off the quarterback, but we would like to have the same result. Coach Fives, does it bother you just considering what Devontae did in his two years at Grambling that he didn't get a chance in the NFL and is now exploring his options in arena football? Absolutely. You know, I think it's it's uh, it's it's really strange to me that you know a guy could could be uh, a number one, number two, top elite eleven quarterback coming out of high school, and 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 then he goes signs with Ole Miss. It doesn't work out. He comes to Grambling and has a stellar career, and he doesn't even get a shot. You know, I think that's that's strange to me. You know, I think. He's one of the most talented guys in, in in football that can throw the football. And then the thing that a lot of people don't realize is he's extremely intelligent when it comes to the X's and O's of the game. And I think that's it, it, it's, it's really mind-boggling to me that he didn't even get, a, get an opportunity. And so many times they were trying to force him to move to receiver. And I just think that's not fair. I think the kid deserved an opportunity. And I don't think he was given one. So... Uh, the good thing about it, he's a very positive young man, and he's he's working to to try to work his way up into that particular situation. Uh, but I do believe that he deserves an opportunity, especially when you look at the fact that there's not very many dominant quarterbacks in the National Football League. His eligibility is up, but you continue to coach him. What advice do you give him as he tries to move forward and, of course, chase after his professional dreams? Well, you know, the thing is, is to remain positive. You know, and I tell him and I tell all those guys, um, he was able to get his degree in May, uh, which is the most important thing. And, and, you know, my thing is once you have your degree, you know, you have a little time to kind of play around, you know, and see if this thing is going to work out. So I think, you know, he has maybe four or five years to see what it is that he could possibly do when it comes to playing the game of football. And, and if nothing really sticks, then the focus is to use your degree, and that's why you have your degree. So uh, he's been told that, he understands that, and, uh, and he's going to give it a shot and see what happens and, and then go from there. Life is good for Broderick Fobbs. has a new contract just returned from vacation in Italy. Coach Fobbs, how was that experience? 
Oh, man, I didn't know that you knew I was over in Italy. <laughs> I got sources all over the world. <laughs> well, I tell you, man, it was it was great. You know, my pocket is a little bit lighter. Um, you know, it's probably balanced out now. You know, I guess my wife made sure of that. Uh, but it was a great experience for me. You know, every year I'm always looking for inspiration that will take me through the season and, and give me the fuel that I need in order to pour into my coaches and also into my players. And um, and this year is no different. You know, this year having the opportunity to go over to, to uh, Rome and to also, you know, take a train to Florence and to Pisa uh, to see the Leaning Tower, but then also to see all of the uh, artwork and sculptures of Michelangelo was really inspirational to me. And coming away from it, 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 it told me that it's so important to be detail-oriented. And I thought I was detail-oriented, but once you see some of his sculptures, uh, I have a long way to go. Best dish. What's the best thing you had over there? The best dish I had over there was a lasagna dish from, um, uh, what was the name of the restaurant? Uh, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it was a lasagna dish, and it was unbelievable. Mm. I know they got deep pockets in Michigan. Could you ever imagine taking a team over there, overseas? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That. That's a dream of mine. You know, I'm kind of on a lower scale here, not like Michigan. So yeah. our our trips, you know, are more uh, the JFK Depository Building, uh, Meg Rivers' home where he was assassinated, uh, Arkansas Little Rock uh, 9 where uh, the, the kids integrated the school for the first time. Those have been my trips. So, uh, you know, if I would like to, to do that, I definitely would want to take my players on an international trip. So. I think I think all of that is inspirational to young people because they read about it in history books, and when they get the opportunity to see it, it motivates them educationally to want to take their kids and their families there one day. And the only way you can do that is to get your degree and and have a job. So, uh, so that's the purpose behind it all, uh, you know. And then I'm a history buff as well, and it's something that I enjoy. Two final oddball questions. You being a sports historian, of course, a guy that grew up in this area, you're very familiar with Larry Wright. Larry Wright is going into the Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame this weekend. Is there a memory or two from Larry Wright, or you remember him as a player, as a coach, when you were growing up? Well, absolutely. You know, uh, our families were always real close, and what's amazing about, you know, the, the city of Monroe is there were so many great professional athletes uh, especially back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s that are from Monroe. And most of them, we were all in cahoots with, whether we were uh, being babysat by them or all of the kids were together having fun with parties and, and things of that nature, birthday parties. So I remember, you know, going in the off season, going to the recreation center and, you know, sitting there and my dad, you know, being one of those guys, playing basketball with Larry Wright. And mm-hmm. and there was a rule when Larry came in the gym, he could only shoot three times. Uh, because if he shot every time, then it would be 15 love every time they played a half-court game. So mm-hmm. he had to pick what three shots he took uh, when he played. So he had to pass the ball. So there was one this one instance where I was sitting on the sideline and they told him, hey, Larry, you're free to play. Just play how you want. And I don't know why they told him that, because he hit 15 straight three games in a row, and it wasn't fun. And I've never seen anybody shoot the ball like that, and it made me appreciate 
those NBA players. Yeah. The other thing Larry Wright told me this week is just I think a lot of people forget about uh, his teammate there at Richwood was Sammy White. Of course, went on to play for the Vikings and was, of course, all-rookie. Uh, just incredible player. But that backcourt tandem of those two must have been pretty darn special. Oh, awesome. I mean, and you know, and that's we, we were all in the same community, you know, growing up. You know, Sammy White, Larry Wright, uh, Matthew Reed, Charlie mm-hmm. Smith, Dallas Howe. Uh, I mean, you name it. We were all in the same area. So I know all of those names, and, and all of them were great athletes. And I, I think that's why I'm able to recruit, because I know what one looks like. <laughs> yeah. Broderick Fobbs, congratulations on the new deal. We're happy for you, Northeast Louisiana, and, of course, Grambling football. Enjoy the rest of the summer. We'll be catching up with you in the fall. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Man, he was good. He was, as always. And when schools start calling like they will, uh, he goes in there for that interview process. (laughs) He'll he'll nail it. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Grambling's got him for another, at least another year. Yeah, yeah. Happy to hear that. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, we're going to continue to try to poke the bear over here. That is Jake Martin. The Morning Drive on Sports Talk 97.7. Back after this, coming up at the top of the hour, Gus Cattengill will join us from ESPN New Orleans. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Just a few minutes here. Obviously, if uh, you're hearing us, thank you. Congratulations. You're on the streaming online. Thanks for uh, tuning us in this morning. Uh, Working on some issues with the station, so uh, we are down at this point, but we continue to plug away. Yeah, and we continue to decipher this boogie to warrior situation. Now, Aaron, let me ask you this. Do you actually believe, this is according to, to Boogie, 29 NBA teams did not offer him. Did not offer him. It seems hard to believe. It seems hard to believe, doesn't it? I would imagine that they didn't offer him the max 
it would be interesting to hear what other options and the deals are out there. Actual deals, yes. I want to see that as well. Um, Which we'll never know. Well, there's some, I saw something with the Suns, I think $15 million. I saw that somewhere. Um, so, all right, let's wait. So, you're Boogie Cousins. You got a $15 million deal with the Suns or go win a world championship at $5 million with the Warriors. Yeah, I get I get going to, to the Warriors over the Suns. I do. Even at $10 million less. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, it's just hard for me to fathom that that's the only opportunity he had besides the Warriors. I feel like there was a contender somewhere that offered him something. Now, it might not have been the max, but he obviously is okay with with taking something less. Uh, well, for the guarantee that you're going to you win, win a, a ring. championship. I get that, but if okay, that that goes all the way back to to what I've been saying though. Where is that competitive nature? I miss the old days when Kobe and Shaq couldn't get along because there were two alphas. They didn't want well, to share the have rock. to compete on that roster to get his shots and his points. Oh, exactly. But there, and there's something to be said about being a good teammate, and I do commend that part of it. That said, man, they're already proven without you. Where do you what are you going to get a chance to prove? KD was so good that he took the Warriors to another level. You saw that, yes, the Warriors were already great without him, but with KD, they are virtually unstoppable. He's getting the chance to prove when he does come back, whether it's January or February, that he can get back to being 100%, and, of course, he won't have to shoulder uh, the workload. JaVale McGee won a championship with that team in that same role. I'm pausing for dramatic effect like you like to do. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what, what else can you prove? I, I just feel like there's something in athletes that where you want – I understand wanting to show your boss, wanting to, to prove to your boss that, oh, okay, I'll show you. I'll, I'll walk out the door. Yeah, that's fine. Go somewhere else. Go compete again. Go compete with LeBron. Go compete. I don't know. You can find – I would say there are ten teams where you could go where you could legitimately have a shot at, at – at, it taking down the Warriors. Now, are you going to be better than the Warriors? Probably not, but you can at least make it competitive. And if you beat the Warriors, man, what does that say about you? Man, you beat the Warriors, you you can go wherever you want. You can name your price. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there are opportunities out there. You know, I, I don't like the whole opportunity argument where, like, well, he wants to go to the Warriors so he can get a max deal and show that he's still good. Anybody's good in that role with the Warriors. How is that going to get you a max deal? I don't, I don't understand that logic. Hmm. I think you have a, a better opportunity to go somewhere like Phoenix. If that's the reason, and go somewhere like Phoenix and prove that you're still a beast in the post and that you can still stretch teams with your three-point shooting. 7 o'clock hour in the books coming up next. The over and under has been set at three and a half. We're going to ask Gus Kattengill <laughs> one question about, this already. about DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to time it. DeMarcus Cousins to Golden State. Go. How long will Gus go till he takes I'm going over. Are you taking over or under? I'm taking over three and a half. Under seven, though. <laughs> okay. I was joking with seven. <laughs> We're back after this. I'm Steve Weisman with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. 
Rookie Josh Rosen is impressing the Cardinals with his grasp of the playbook. But the highest praise may have come from all-pro cornerback Patrick Peterson. In an interview with Rich Eisen, Peterson says Rosen's football IQ and pocket presence are off the charts. Meantime, Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski skipped voluntary workouts, but he was at... Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.